You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. This is a game-changer team revival in Woodbridge, Virginia. Welcome to Tim Talks. That was the game-changer youth revival from Woodbridge, Virginia. Pastor Mark awesome. Carpenter. One of our former students and uh, youth, uh, he wasn't in your youth classes. Dad right. had a, a church outside of Cleveland, and uh, but Mark was a part of a lot of the things that went on at Cleveland Baptist Church. So great church. He's been a oh, good friend goodness. over the I years. Was, uh, I, I preached a yeah, youth yeah. meeting for him when he was in Londonderry, New Hampshire, and then mm-hmm. I preached for him yes. in Emlinton, Pennsylvania, and then he pastored in yep. Columbus, and we were we were arch mm-hmm. rival enemies because he was going after the same people yeah. I was going after, so we never would talk to each other and mm. hate each other. And then he moved out of state, know. and we're good oh. friends again. Best friends. <laughs> Best friends. <laughs> That's the independent Baptist way, my friend. Yes, no, thank you that for is not holding true. the reins That tight. is not true. We're not friends no, at all. No, not at all. <laughs> no, never was. I'm not going to tell you what he said about you. <laughs> No, he said that you stopped by uh, when you went to the Capitol uh, yes. not too long ago and said it was good to see oh, you. Oh, it was and, great. Uh, his regard, it his was regard. great. So, yeah, great guy. Great guy. Um, the last time I saw his boys, he was in Pennsylvania. I preached for him there. And his boys are now married and having babies and getting married and all that kind of stuff. I said, the last time I saw you guys, we were wrestling uh, in the living room of your house. And I said, I think we should try it again. <laughs> I think I can still take you. <laughs> well, you know, I've got the best... I've used this story over and over and over with Titus and Silas um, because yes. we were we were in the van in New Hampshire going to pick up teens for the uh, meeting. And they were, you know, just being kids as kids are. They were like two and four, something like that. And so, you know, they're picking each other. They weren't being bad. And uh, Mark turned around. They were seat buckled in the first you know, the front bench seat of the of the van and he turned around and goes, You boys need a timeout? And no and it was like somebody shoved a rod down their spine. They set up, fold their hands, and went, No sir, no sir, no sir. And so he turned back around and I didn't say a word, but I thought, Oh, he's gone to New England and you know and he looked over yeah. at me and he said, You know, when people are learning the language, you can call spankings anything you want. <laughs> and because mm-hmm. he, mm-hmm. he said, you know, they're in New England. If they're in some place, Walmart or a restaurant, you know, you boys need spanking. I don't want to spank it. You know, who knows what's going to happen? But you, know, you boys need a timeout. Right. No, I don't want timeout. And everybody's thinking, oh, that's great. He's a good parent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That area is, is an it's an interesting area. That uh, you know, the capital. They're not far yes. from the capital. Met some great people that yes. served in the military, the United States military. 
and met one guy that was really, really interesting. He's an Osprey pilot. It's kind of a combination yes. helicopter yes. and jet. And he was telling me some of the missions that he was now able to talk wow. about. I, I oh, won't no, give you details can't. because yes. some of them were, no. But it was awesome. I said, what's the chances of a guy like me going up with you and say one Zero. of them Osprey <laughs> helicopters? He goes, I'd have to clear it through the commandant. I said, well, let's make the call. He goes, he's in the hospital. I said, perfect, let's That's go. awesome. <laughs> he's even there. <laughs> So I didn't get to go on this trip. Oh, that's great. So it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So great, great. Very friendly church. uh, Very friendly church. Yeah, I was really impressed. In fact, I told the church, uh, I said, you know, I said, I haven't been pastoring for five years. I'm living the dream. I said, "I'm, I'm traveling and meeting great people and I said, it's kind of like being a grandparent. You know, I have twice the fun, half the responsibility. I said, I would almost be tempted to go back to pastoring if I had a church like this. And they all started laughing. I said, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, until it comes to hiring and good. firing and everything else. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. So I did feel bad. A little a little lady came to me. She goes, Pastor, I made you this jam. She goes, I've won five gold ribbons at the county fair with this jam. And I was so excited. And thank you so much. And I put it in my suitcase. And I thought, there's no way this is getting through. And sure enough, I put it in my suitcase. And the guy pulls me over. He goes, sir, uh, what's Customs. this? And I said, it's strawberry jam. Yeah. Customs, yeah. Security, Homeland. And I said, it's jam. And he goes, ah, he says, it's in the container. I can see it moving. I can't let it go. I said, well, you've just crushed a little old lady's heart, my man, because that's a five five blue ribbon jam right there. He was laughing. I said, take it home and enjoy it. They probably ate it it at lunch. He probably did. Sure he did. Sure he did. So, yeah, incredible. So I'm making my way back home, and um, I will be in Ottawa. Um on Saturday, uh, the end of this week that you're listening, I will be with Brother Jim Shetler at a Man Up conference in Ottawa, Amen. Canada. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I haven't seen Brother Shetler for a while. He's a great guy. I love that guy. Good We're preacher. Good friends. And uh, good preacher. And you know what? You know what I love about him is he always prays with you. Anytime he calls you, anytime he talks to you, let's just pray. Let's just pray. Brother Stone, let's pray. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's got that voice. And uh, yeah, I love that. Hey, I, I lost my voice uh, preaching this week. I That doesn't happen very often anymore, but I lost my voice. You, you can kind of hear it's still a little bit raspy, a little bit off. Ah, so so you know, you're a 60-year-old you woman smoker. <laughs> yeah, kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, you're a, oh, you're a 60-year-old cigar-smoking man. That's it. There you go. I prefer to type myself. <laughs> it's just more man, just more stately looking. <laughs> oh man! Hey, well, I got an email this week. Actually, I got a, a message from one of our faithful listeners, Megan, and Megan is a newlywed. Awesome! Congratulations. And, Megan and her husband are yeah, and uh, Megan and her husband are in the Amen. ministry. And she said, have you guys done any episodes on managing your time in the ministry? And I said, yeah, we have. And I went back through some. But it's been a very long time. It was like like number 400, 600, something like that. It's been 300 episodes ago. So um, more than that, um, seven, 800 episodes ago. So I said, yeah, we're, let's do that again. I think it's I think been about be 4,000 episodes ago. Yeah, oh, man, it seems <laughs> like it, doesn't it? Um, 
and you've had a crazy day, and I just had a crazy travel schedule, and I thought this might be a no, good time. No, I've had a normal day. And then you, <laughs> yeah, well, for, for you, for you, any other human being, it wouldn't be. But yeah, so you you've had to do some things this morning that were really outside the realm of your pastorate, and now you got to play yeah, catch up. I actually up had to wake up that today. Time that, yeah, no, it's true. Before <laughs> noon. <laughs> yes, it was eight hours before noon. Yeah, yeah. I think most newlyweds struggle with time management anyways because you want to spend every waking oh, moment that's together truth. and you never want to miss, you know, anything with well, each other. Well, I am still and that that's way. Th- wow, cuz De- Denise is Oh yeah, she's that. sick of me, but uh, <laughs> not me. Like, How do not I get out me. of here? How do I get out of here? No, I and I feel the same way, but it's it, you know, life catches up real quick, and you have to move from that that honeymoon stage to now we got to go to work stage. And if you're both in the ministry, that that can really pull at you sometimes. And I remember, you know, Ruthie and I when we started out in Cleveland, and you guys had the same pace. I mean, it was it was a busy, busy ministry, and we involved ourselves in every bit of that ministry that we could. What would have been your typical day at Cleveland Baptist Church when you first started out? Okay, first started or maybe about three or four years in. Because, you know, when you have your first start, you don't have a lot of duties. You know, now I, I taught right. I taught at the Christian school from, you know, eight to noon. And then at, in the mm-hmm. afternoon, I was over to the church. And so trying to, but I only, I, I, my first year, I, I want to say just bus director. Um, and so I was trying to get a handle on that. And then, you know, within a year, I had another ministry. But within within four years, I was bus director, youth director, uh, you know, coaching, uh, wasn't teaching anymore, but, uh, you know, in charge of a lot more things. Mm-hmm. What, what time did you start in the morning at Cleveland Baptist? Well, because of school, we were always there early by 730. And so I, I don't think we started till 8 in the office, but I was there by seven thirty. And what time did you finish? Well, I mean, you know, I would but. say, uh, I would say, n- now we didn't have any days off then. You know, if you needed a day off here and mm-hmm. there, you could take one. But uh, I would right. say, out of the seven days a week that that I worked, um, I would say, oftentimes, I was home at seven or eight o'clock at night. Yeah. That's about I normal. Think most young people today, yeah, I think if most young people today signed up for ministry and thought, that's what I'm going to have to do, I think a lot of them would maybe hesitate. That's that's a lot. That's a long day. And on top of that, if there was a game at night, yeah, you were there for and the then game. Coaching basketball. Or, you know, Denise coached cheerleading and I coached right. basketball. And so right. we would get home mm-hmm. sometimes 1130, midnight, you know. Right, and then back up the next day for seven thirty with no day, no real day right. off because Saturday. Oh yeah, Saturday is bus visitation, visitation and... getting everything ready for Sunday. So um, normally right. I was gone from the house by eight eight thirty on Saturday morning, and I was home sometimes at three or four. Yeah, so when I started, um, I worked with you as an assistant bus director. 
Um, I taught in the Christian school pretty much all day mm-hmm. when I first started for the first couple of years. And then I would, you know, after the school hour, which was usually about three o'clock, I'd finish up. I'd come over and try to help you mm-hmm. do anything I could with that. Um, and then, of course, I did cleaning in the school. I helped clean janitorial mm-hmm. stuff. And then in the in the four years that I was there, um, after I was there, there four years, just it felt like about 20. a year. <laughs> I know it was four and a half, so four and a half, almost five, almost five. Um, I started doing all the church printing, so there were a lot of nights that after I would teach school all day, help you out for an hour or two, then I would do janitorial work at the school, then I would go in and do church printing, and there were a lot of nights, ten thirty, eleven. Well, I told you to learn cursive. Same as that. No, you (laughs) ran that off the church offset printer, so. Yeah, I did. I did that. And then on top of that, I got a job at a yes. radio station. And that was your first that a couple club. days a week. <laughs> oh, it was, oh, I did love that. I got to tell you. I, <laughs> I know it. Love that. But uh, it didn't last long. It was only a year or two there. Um, but in in this in that span, as you did, I, I helped out in the teen class for a while. I worked in the young married couples class for a while. Then we took the college mm-hmm. and career class for yep. two years. So we say all that to say this, that if you're working from nine till five and you think you're overpressed, we're laughing at you. <laughs> we're laughing. And I know that most people in the ministry, that's not, it's not a nine to five job. It's a 24-7, 365. You just got to be ready when you're needed. And I don't think most young people know that going in because all you see is Sunday. And maybe you see a little bit through the week. And um, some pastors' kids would see, you know, oh, they a would more know of that. And, yes, and depending on and the size of yes, your ministry, they would right? Know. Um, if you're if you're in a smaller ministry, sometimes it's not. Quite well, sometimes much, it's but, more yeah, it because can, you're doing be everything. You don't have anybody right. to take the right. slack, hardly. You know. Yeah, and as a pastor's kid, you're doing a lot of the work, and not getting paid. Mm-hmm. So that can be that can be something. So how do you how did you balance that time? How did you how did you and your wife find enough time for marriage and romance and you know just time to really grow together? Well, with anything, you have to prioritize your time. Now, one of the most frustrating things for me because I like to be scheduled. I enjoy a schedule. I like a to do list. Um, you know, I've said for decades. Right. You know, if I if I've got a list of 18 things I need to get done in the day and I finish 14 of them, I feel pretty good. And if I had a list of 18, 18 things to get done and I'm on number four and I get interrupted and I got to lead five people to the Lord and then I wind up the day with only four things done, I don't feel as good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, I'm, yeah. you know. So I, I like to feel like I'm moving and getting accomplished and, and doing something. And so uh, one of the most frustrating things for me, it took me probably four or five years to get used to an assistant pastor schedule because, you know, mm-hmm. I would plan things and I would plan way too detailed because then Pastor mm-hmm. Folger or Pastor Thompson, one of them, you know, would say, hey, I need you to make a hospital call with me. And I'm looking at, oh, no, this is going to be three hours gone. And I got to get this, this and this done. So 
what I tried to do then is I had to back off of my scheduling and I had to like uh, sort of highlight days of the week as something I'm planning on getting done and then make subsets in there, if that makes any sense. But, uh, you know, to yeah. prioritize a schedule. I remember seeing those yellow notepads with the lines on it um, <laughs> many, many times in the office. Lines That's it, drawn man. It through, so you know, what you had done. Scratch that one. I remember adding to that list a few times <laughs> things for you. That uh, Yes, and I'm not doing your laundry really part of anymore. Your detail. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Buy Al's lunch. <laughs> you know, pay Al's bills. You know, things like that. And those yeah, never seem to get Al's done on us for some reason. But right, stuff like that. Well, I'm not. I'm not a real list guy. I, you know, I would kind of have in my mind what I had to do for the day. But I was a little more roll with the punches, and you know, keep track, but not not as detailed as you were. And I found that for Ruthie and I. If, if I was going to spend any time with her, I had to include her in some of the things that I was doing. If I was going on a road trip with a team, I coached as well. That was another thing I did. I coached as well. Um, I would yes. have her come along. Yes. She'd come on the bus with us. And we'd spend that time and we'd sit in that seat together and we'd try and talk as best we could. We went on visitation together. Um, we would, uh, you know, work together at tasks that she had in the church. I'd stay in the office and she had to, you know, collate things and I'd help collate. And we would just try to find any of that time that we could to work together. And that was quality time. And that was good time and working that ministry together. And I think a lot of couples that struggle in the ministry maybe don't take advantage of that and see that as a time that yes. you are together. Just because you're working um, doesn't mean that that's not time that you have together. And the thing that I told Megan when she wrote to me, I said, you have to allow your husband to do a, as much of his ministry as he possibly can. That's the forefront of his life right now. And I said, as a young couple, if you don't have children, you know, put as much time as you can into the ministry now. When kids start coming, you take a little bit away from the ministry. When those kids start growing, you take a little more away from that ministry time. But until then, I I tried to build as much ministry as I possibly could, both in Cleveland and in St. Thomas, so that so that when that time came when my kids were older, the ministry was well established and running well so that you know I didn't have to spend that much time. Yeah, I I would say the very first thing that you ought to do is sit down and make a list of your priorities. Write down all the things that are important mm -hmm. to you. I, I, and I'm talking, you know, ethereally, you know, uh, uh, philosophically, you know, write down God, wife, you know, uh, health, whatever it would be, write down all of your priorities and then list them, you know, move them around, say what should be first, what should be number one, what should be number two. And once you've mm -hmm. come up with and done some serious discussion, some serious introspection, prayer, and you have your priority list in order, then what I would do is I would take those priorities and put them into your schedule. Now write a schedule. It doesn't have to be every 10 minutes. You know, it doesn't have to be every hour. But at some point, you need to make some kind of a schedule. And for me, I think it's helpful every half hour. If you're starting a schedule, get used to, you know, every half hour or so. But uh, now 
you know, if God is first and should be, then you ought to schedule when you plan on doing your devotions. All right, I'm if mm-hmm. I if if my wife is important to me and we want to have breakfast, and we got to be at work at let's say eight thirty nine o'clock, whatever it is, and we're going to have breakfast at seven thirty and be able to talk and a little bit, then I need to be up at five or five thirty, get dre- get dressed, get ready, shave, shower, and I need to have my devotions at six so I can give my wife my full attention. To, that's why I'm saying to to incorporate that in your. You don't have to write down there an hour if you're not reading your Bible and praying an hour. Shame on you. That's not what I'm saying. But you need to incorporate your priorities into your schedule. And then that will help you. And there's always going to be emergencies in the ministry. But if you can get a basic mm-hmm. routine down to where you are fulfilling your responsibilities, if your health is important to you, then exercise. If both of you want to exercise, then exercise together. You know, you, you get to do two things at the same time there. And so uh, that's, that's the very first thing that I would say is make sure your priorities – figure out what they are, and now figure out how do I put this into practice and spend that priority. Your focus is on your priorities, not fun, not entertainment. That's way down the list. Mm -hmm. Make sure your priorities are being fulfilled before you start interjecting the other things that wind up stealing from the most important. Yeah. All right. I'm going to leave it there. We're at 21 minutes, and uh, we'll leave some more for Wednesday. And uh, I will say this, that when you enter the ministry as a married couple, that's the new normal. And forget anything that you've done to this point because everything changes. You have new responsibilities. You have new obligations. And you have a boss who's now requiring you to be involved in that ministry. And they don't care necessarily that you're a newlywed or that you want to spend that time. They want to get ministry done. They want to fulfill the ministry that that you've given. And and I'm not saying that the pastor's a mean, cruel guy and doesn't want you to love each other or have time. But his focus is taking care of the needs of the ministry. and, And the part that you have needs to be fulfilled. And that's going to take some time. And you're going to learn to either get up early or stay up late to get in the time that you want sometimes. And that's that's a sacrifice. But I'm telling you, it's worth the sacrifice when you see God moving in the ministry that you're in. So for there, I'll leave that. I'm Al Stone. I, at this present time, am, am in Buffalo, ah. New York. And as I crossed the border last night, uh, the gentleman said, uh, you know, where are you going? I said, I'm, I'm taking my wife to Buffalo. She's flying to Florida. Shuffling off to um, Buffalo. What are you doing there? Yeah, shuffling off to Buffalo. What are you doing there? Going with friends. And he goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm coming back Sunday. He said, what are you doing while you're there? I said, I'm going to be doing some work from Buffalo. And he looked on the side of my van and said, what's the Canadian Gospel Project? I have a magnetic sign in my car. I said, we're trying to put the Word of God in every home in Canada. He goes, well, if you don't have a church to go to Sunday, why don't you come to ours? And I said, what church is that? And uh, he said, Lighthouse Baptist Church. I said, Pastor Constantino? He goes, yeah. I said, I surrendered my life to ministry at your church 38 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was cool. So he, I gave him my card. I said, you tell your that pastor. That is said, awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. So I thought he was exactly. going to really drill us. I thought, I'm getting nervous now. But yeah, I don't awesome. have a good so, history with uh, with those border patrol guys. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> may have something to do with, uh, might now with not being hair. an adult. It may have something to do with uh, yeah. our kids being kidnapped. It may have something to do with bringing a gun over the border. Yeah. All these things. 
So, <laughs> yeah, red flag, red flag, red flag. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Please make sure you give us a rating, a review, and make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. And if you listen Wednesday, I'll explain why everything got messed up the last few weeks of the month of October. Listen in. <laughs> it's a pretty good story. Have a good day. This is Tim Talks. We'll be back with you on Wednesday. Have a great day, eh? You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.